Every time I try to do something fun or exciting, you make it not that way. I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. And that is my intro to this blog post or this podcast episode. Um, I'm sick. I, I have a man flu. So hashtag pray for Matt 2019. No one saw it coming. It came out of nowhere. I was blindsided. I believe it came from one of the open mouth breathing knuckle draggers on the transit system that I so frequent. And unfortunately, that's my mode of transportation. Nothing I can do about it. Uh, it's also winter, so I mean, I'm bound to get sick at least once. But what's worse than getting sick? Uh, well, not being able to sleep because of nightmares. Hence the Michael Scott intro of hating so much about the way that you are, you in this case being me, my brain. Um, it's about 4.45 in the morning right now on a Tuesday. And um, I am, I'm not only exhausted, but I, I got the chills. So I'm wrapped up in a blanket as I talk to you right now. And uh, my head hurts. My, I'm the kind of sick that like your hair, you can feel your hair like on your head. It just, it feels sore. You know, like, does that, does that ever happen to you? You can feel your follicles and it just, it doesn't feel pleasant. That's the, that's the kind of sick I am right now. And it's, it's not a good time. And, um, I wish it wasn't that way, but unfortunately it is that way. And well, here I am. Um, I went to sleep. I've been sleeping most of the day, to be honest. I, zero energy. Uh, you know, I, I wake up, I, I kind of on the couch, the blanket, and I, I basically sleep throughout the whole or slept throughout the whole day off and on. It's a couch. So obviously you're not comfortable. And I, I moved to my bed and then bed's not comfortable. And, uh, you know, then I, I tried to, I still try to medicate. So I try to, you know, drink fluids. And I have this electrolyte supplement that I get from my sister-in-law and, um, it's, uh, you know, I, I try to be as proactive as I can be um, with relation to, to trying to get get better. Uh, but anyway, where we're at right now is I am awake because of a, another heinous fucking nightmare and I'm sick with a man flu. So how's your Tuesday? <laughs> Man, um... I know I've talked a lot about nightmares on this podcast, and I it's a recurring theme for me, and I, it's one of my stronger uh, symptoms of, of having post-traumatic stress. Um, flashbacks are another one. I, I still have those, uh, although I will fully admit uh, gleefully that they are not as, uh, not as frequent. Um, I don't know if that's from sobriety or if that's just from a more positive disposition. I don't know, but, uh, you know, whatever it is, I'll take it. And, uh, but nightmares, though, they, they're, they're sticking around, folks, and they are venomous. 
it sucks. It really sucks. It's not pleasant. Um, you know, I, I've, I know I, I write about it a lot on, on emeticsmind.com and I, I've spoken about it a lot here uh, to you guys. And so it's just, it just sucks. You know, I'm already sick and, and waking up scared and frightened. Uh, it's not at all pleasing. And uh, I, being sick, I think it just makes the body feel worse than what I ordinarily would. I mean, I think in my nightmares, I think I, f- I thrash around a bit. I think I'm really tense. And this nightmare specifically, I was very tense. And uh, I mean, I woke up thinking that I was being uh, rushed, that somebody was rushing towards me to do me harm, uh, which stems from a real incident, stems from something that really did happen to me. And, uh, you know... Um, it's, it sucked. It was a combination of a couple of calls. Uh, suicide is one of the more pervasive uh, themes that, that haunt my my dreams. And uh, it started out with a, a call that I've written about before uh, that I entitled Ruby Red. And, uh, and it was this girl who had uh, died by way of suicide. Uh, she was 19 and uh, she died in, in her family's bathroom. Uh, with a rope um, wrapped around her neck and uh, suspended from the iron rod in the in the bathroom, but her her last uh, her last words, her her suicide note, um, if we can if we can really call it that, was written in red lipstick on the mirror, and uh, in in the real like in real life, when I walked into the bathroom, I didn't notice the the note on the mirror all i i walked in i saw the girl there was a police officer by the sink and when i assessed the girl he was at at my six he was on my back and the girl was uh had she was beyond our help there was nothing we could do and it wasn't a pleasant scene it never is um and so i turned to leave the bathroom and i saw that the police officer was uh kind of looking down in a way towards towards the sink and and um and he looked whiter than i mean he was a caucasian guy but he looked whiter than than he looked peaked and uh so i tracked where his eyes were and that's when i saw the the lettering and unfortunately i was now standing in a perfect position that my reflection was transposed to the mirror as reflections do but her lettering was trundling over top of me my body my figure as i was reading it and that is a very perplexing and odd set of uh imagery to hold in in mind and it was very unsettling it was hard to go to sleep that night i remember that and i it was hard to look in mirrors uh for uh, a good long while after that i i didn't like doing it um there was times that i i used the camera on my phone to try and style my hair luckily i i kind of had shorter hair back then uh and i it was basically a buzz cut so i really didn't need to worry too much and i when I brushed my teeth, I just wouldn't wear my glasses so that I couldn't see anything clearly. Um, but I was unsettled for, for quite some time over that. And, uh, and then, um, and then the dream started off kind of real that way. But, um, when I rounded the corner into the bathroom and I saw the girl, then I saw the, the, the lottery and I turned around to leave when I left in my dream, when I left the bathroom, I, I found myself in a, a different apartment, a new apartment. 
an apartment that I have been to in the real world. Uh, I mean, if I was a better artist, I could draw for you these places because they are that vivid in memory. They're, they, I can, I can tell you where pictures were hung. I can tell you what pictures were hung. I can tell you the what was in them. You know, depicting what they were, what they on vacation. Was it one guy, two people, family photo? I can tell you those things. I can tell you the frame color. Uh, I don't know why. I can tell you those things. I don't. I'm not sure why I retained that, but I. My mind is such that it did. Um, and, and, and this call was an overdose. Uh, we went in and he, it was kind of a, an apartment kind of like mine. It was on the ground floor with, uh, with a window that overlooked uh, the street level. And, um, and, uh, you know, I, I went in and the, uh, the gentleman was on the, on the floor and, um, he didn't look good. I mean, that's an understatement and kind of superfluous, uh, you know, terminology to, to use. But, uh, you know, he didn't, it wasn't good. And my partner and I knew that. I was working with a guy named Mike um, and he was a good medic, smart medic, uh, young guy, doesn't work as a medic anymore. He got out and does his own thing now. And uh, from what I know, his life is, uh, is, is good and I, I'm happy about that. Um Actually, a lot of uh, not too many people that I went through uh, school or worked with uh, got hired on with. Not too many are still working on the road. Most of them have left into different careers or moved to very rural, quiet sort of communities. Um, there's not a lot working still. Um, but that's a, it's a side side thing. Um, yeah, this uh, so. The way that transpired in real life was we assessed, we put the pads on, the stickers on, and uh, unfortunately there was there was no activity, no electrical activity to the heart, and uh, there was unknown downtime. It wasn't a witness to rest. She was unaware of how long he had been there, and he was, you know, uh, he just he he appeared to be beyond our help, and uh, and so we got orders to, um, yeah, to we didn't. There was no resuscitation uh, to be made. He was he was ob- he was an obvious death, um, and uh, so the police were on scene too, um, because I guess they were in the area when when the call came in, so they were there. And uh, fire was showing up shortly after, but we we canceled them before they came inside. And uh, and so we turned to the cops and, and we let them know we're like, yeah, they're not this guy's done and. Uh, what I presumed to be the man's girlfriend was obvious by appearance, quite unkempt uh, and unhealthy looking. She appeared to be a user herself. And I'm not saying that with any form of judgment. I'm not saying that in condemnation towards her. It's just that's her appearance and how it came. That's how it came across. And, uh, and so when she noticed our lack of drive and haste, um, I believe she started to piece together what uh, what was kind of happening, and and she uh, she started questioning why aren't you doing anything? You know why why aren't you doing anything? What the hell's wrong? Like fucking do something, do your jobs, and then uh, she brought into question whether or not we were being racist because the gentleman was was native First Nations, and uh, 
the the more she allowed her thoughts to spin, the angrier she became. And eventually she ran towards both Mike and I and um, the police extended their arm and they had to arrest this woman. And uh, and I remember she was fighting. Uh, She's putting up a fight. And so the feet of the deceased were being kicked around quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I just. Just not much. I can't. It's not like you can just easily move a body out of the way, you know. And it, so I had those. I was like, do I move the body? Uh, do I? Do I help the police? I mean, there's two of them. They're they're doing fine. It's just she's fighting, and and you know they're gonna get her under control. It's just this is what's happening. And so I remember that imagery being also quite unsettling because it's it's. I mean, there's a dead body in the room. It's not. I mean, idealistically, everyone is or should be sullen and respectful um but she was bereft and uh illogical and reactive explosively so and uh again statements that are being made without judgment and condemnation but that's just how the thing went down and in my dream those events pretty much transpired the way they did in real life the only difference being that i was unable to move i couldn't move anywhere i was frozen in place and the girl was coming towards me and uh and i i couldn't i couldn't get away i couldn't move and she was coming closer and it felt like she was going to get me it felt like she was going to hit me and attack me i felt that fear that real fear uh i mean everyone i'm sure has felt had dreams where you can feel things smell things touch things taste things and this is no different but it's not it didn't feel like a dream this felt like an actual event I wasn't able in my head to be like, this is your dream, wake up, wake up. Because sometimes we've all had dreams where we can do that. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I don't know if you've ever had dreams where you're falling. I hate those dreams. You get those butterflies and it feels like you're falling and you tell yourself to wake up. I don't know what those dreams are all about, but I fucking hate them. Uh, and so I, I didn't have that ability to say wake up. Because to me, it felt like this was reality. It felt like this was a thing. And she was coming right at me and I, I closed my eyes and embraced myself for the inevitable. I braced myself for the collision and I was like, I'm going to have to fight this woman and I'm going to have to hurt this woman. And I, I think the thought of hurting people isn't something that I enjoy. It's certainly not. It's not how I'm built. You know, I'm not I don't have the objectivity of a professional fighter. You know, I don't like the thought of doing that. It's It's not something that I that I that I take pleasure in. Sorry, I hit my mic and it's kind of loud. I apologize. I I don't like it. Um and and so I braced myself and I I winced and I I woke up and uh and I was and my arms were outstretched and I was pushing pulling or pushing the blanket off of me. Uh fending myself f- fending off the blanket, you know, defending myself from it and uh and that was my wake up, and um, I was sweaty not only from being sick, but also from from this uh, from this dream. It was a twofold situation, and um, and now I'm t- I'm still tired and sick. You know, my eyes hurt, my hair hurts. Like I said, my skin hurts. I got that achy, you know. And full transparency, I'm a big baby when I'm sick. I'll fully admit that. You know, I joke about the man flu and the man cold being worse. I, I'm just joking, but like I, I hate being sick. It is the worst. I, I can fear feel the hairs on my fingers that those tiny, 
transparent ethereal hairs on my I can feel them. That is how uncomfortable I feel right now. And I it is oh my god, it's dreadful. I'm not having a good time at all. And uh and I'm certainly not having a good time now after that horrendous attempt at sleep. And now I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous to try going to sleep now. Like, what do I do? What do I do with that? You know, and I, I'm, I'm trying, I, I'm, it's tough to not get angry with myself because, you know, I, I don't like it. I, I wish that I was normal. I wish that I was okay. I wish that I was better. I wish that I, you know, in a lot of ways I am in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm sober. That's a big thing. Um, my mood and disposition is generally a little more elevated than, you know, scraping along the bottom of the, this is the the cellar floor of depression. You know, it's it's a little more elevated and uh, regulated. So in a lot of ways, I'm better, but I, I still have these things, these you know, really pernicious reminders that I that I, I got a long way to go. And uh, and I I think I'm impatient sometimes. I just want it to be done and over. I I I had naivety in in that. Hey, if my mood's better and I'm thinking better, maybe I won't have so many nightmares. You know, maybe the dreams will go away. Maybe I just won't feel the way I do. And that's not the case, unfortunately. Uh, the nightmares are still here and they come at random, at will. They, they are, you know, they choose arbitrary nights. Uh, it's, it's pretty consistent, actually. It's almost every freaking night that I have some sort of, you know, terrifying moment in my sleep, whether it's very ephemeral and quickly or quick, uh, or it's, or it's, a long-lasting recall of of an event that something has transpired, something that I went through as a medic, and uh, you know it's it sucks. I wish it wasn't that way, um, and especially being sick. I just want to sleep and get better. I want to feel better because obviously sleeping is the only way that we get better from these things. Or what you know, when you when you're awake constantly, you don't really feel yourself getting better. So when you have that, you know downtime of brain disconnect and then wake up and then you feel better You're like okay yeah, i'm on the mend all right well, i don't feel that right now right now i i feel well i feel fear and sick fear and sore fear and aching bones you know, lamenting skin I, fear and the flu and i it sucks. It absolutely sucks. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish I I really do. I can't stand it. I absolutely hate this. I really really hate this. And uh you know old old me uh pre pre bellwood me um this would be where I would get angry at myself and I would become resentful. Um and I, I'm not so much resentful right now. I know that I'm sick or injured. I, I know that. And I know this is a byproduct of that. You know, this this is my version of bleeding from a cut. This is how my my wounded mind reacts. This is so I, I get that, but it doesn't make it any less unpleasant. You know, it's still it's really bothersome and irksome and I, I don't enjoy it. You know, and now, and waking up alone, I have the nightlight on, I have those things, so I, I can see, I know that I'm in my apartment, but like, there's still, I mean, it's nighttime, so there's still shadowy parts in my apartment, and sometimes my mind plays tricks and the shadows move now, and I, 
I still have that adrenaline uh, that somebody was trying to attack me. And I know I'm like, you know, before I started recording, it was worse. And taking some time before recording, I, I know there's no one here. I know that I'm not going to be attacked, but it's it's not something you can just come down from. Be- Imagine actually being attacked. Imagine somebody actually running at you for a moment. If you could, just humor me. You're out for a walk and somebody runs at you to do you harm. You know they you know they mean to harm you. Their intent is clear. You can feel it. It emanates from them. But you get away, you know, so whatever events transpire, but you are okay. You're now at home. You're going to be feeling the after effects. It's like an earthquake. There's aftershocks. So there's lingering effects from an event like this. Even though the true event happened years ago, the, the true incident where the woman ran at us happened years ago. A lot of years ago now, actually. Six, seven, maybe seven years. Seven, yeah, 2009, it must have been seven, about seven years now that this event took place. And right now in this moment, especially when I woke up, it felt like it had just occurred. So I'm feeling those after effects of it just happening. But the logical side of the brain, the brain that looks around at my apartment and knows that I went to bed and that I wasn't on ambulance, that I wasn't just working, my uniform is not on the floor, it's, you know, I, I, I didn't, it didn't just happen. So the logical brain is, is at odds with the wounded brain, the emotional brain, the, the rumination, the ruminative brain. Uh, so it, it sucks right now. That's be, that long-winded monologue. Basically, what I'm saying is it sucks right now, and I, and it sucks even worse being sick because now I have two things to contend with, and I wish that wasn't the case, but it is. And um, yeah, it's, this is it, folks. This is uh, this is a night with Matt. You know, um, it sucks. It, oh, man, it sucks. Like, it's hard not to get emotional because it's like, I hate, you know, sometimes I'm afraid to sleep, you know, I look in my bed and I'm, I'm afraid and it's hard to, uh, it's hard to just shut that off, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, trying, really trying to, you know, I, 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 going into the bathroom and spritzing water on my face and I, I see the mirror and the first thing I, I, I start thinking about is that, that you know oh man it's really uh, it's really hard sometimes guys it, and it sucks because I know that I got no choice but to just go through it I got, I got no choice but to just make it to tomorrow or I guess today because it's already four in the morning, four, almost five now. It is five now, you know. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, that's all I can say is I don't like it. And I hope and I pray to a God that I really don't believe in, but I, I hope and I pray that, that your Tuesday is starting off 
better and much more peaceful. And if you're out there working, uh, God bless. I, yeah. Sorry. Just bless. Just, you know, just know that I'm thinking about you. I, I, it sounds insincere. I feel disingenuous saying God bless because I, I don't believe in the traditional thing. I, I'm an agnostic. You know, I don't really have a specific faith and I'm not narcissistic enough to consider myself atheist because in my mind, the way I interpret atheism towards me and how it implies to me, I'd feel like that would be me saying I have the answers somehow to refute and rebuke the fact that God or a God exists and I don't have that. So agnostic is a nice safe ground for me to to, to rely upon. I'm pretty speculative in nature, uh, contemplative to the umpth degree in, um, yeah, this, this sucks. It really, uh, I have, I have some neocitrin. Um, I don't really have, you know, I'm not stuffy or anything. It's just like other flu-like stuff, but the neocitrin makes you tired. So maybe I can take some of that, I guess. I don't know. It's, it doesn't really apply to my symptoms. So I feel again, disingenuous to take it, uh, Basically, where this is going is I, I feel like I need to try and go back to bed. Uh, eventually, my body's going to knock me out anyway. I can already feel my eyes, the tips of my eyes, my t- upper eyelids are, are heavy. You know, they're, they're they're acting as curtains to my eyeballs. They're, they're pulling themselves down. The show is ending, and it's, it's only a matter of time before I go back to sleep. And that fills me with, like, fear. Like I said, it fills me with a... A hefty amount of of trepidation, and um, I don't really know how to make that go away. Actually, I, there's no way to make it go away. I've done all the things to reacclimate to my surroundings. I know that I'm here. I know that I'm in the present. I know that it's 2019. I know that I'm not on the ambulance. I know I, I can see all those things. I got the leg lamp, you know, nightlight going. I got I got some candle burning and it's got a you know a nice kind of aromatic you know flounce to it um i'm doing everything that i can to i guess i'm doing everything i can to be gentle to myself in the moment and um that's it sucks (sighs) jeez think parts of me just want to cry and but i know like my eyes are going to hurt even more and I, I just, it's not going to do me any good to cry. It's... I don't know. All I can hope for is that if I keep, if I keep going on, if I keep pushing forward, if I keep surviving nights like this, if I survive moments like this, if I can make it to tomorrow, if I can make it to an hour from now, if I can fall asleep, if I can... If I can just survive, if I can keep surviving, I just, I just have hope that eventually, eventually my mind will settle. The demons will settle. I can, you know, in, ther- in therapy, I can release the dead. I can let them rest. I don't know why I remember these instances. You know, I'd, it's not like that call was really all that traumatic, man. I, I went to deaths all the time. Overdoses were a huge part of our bread and butter as paramedics, and I... 
You know, I've, I've seen bereft family members and I've had people yell at us and scream at us about racism and scream at us about being incompetent and what, all manner of things. You know, I'm, and it's, it's, I, I never, I mean, that's, I can't say that I wouldn't react the same way. So that stuff, it's not, I ne- that never really, the only thing that really came home with me was the the abnormalities about it. You know, watching somebody wrestle and watching his feet jostle, there's a dead body that they're wrestling on top of. And, you know, I've actually physically been thrown on top of a dead body before. And I, 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 I know, I know what that that's like. So I, I, you know, and then the the lipstick in the mirror. That's fucked up. I mean, it's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to see somebody's, you know, there's a dead body to my left, sitting in the in the bathtub or close, like kind of hanging, draped, suspended on the bathtub by a fucking crude rope that she tied around her neck the scratch marks all over her face and neck from trying to get it off and then there's her her nose like it's the abnormalities that really i think get me other than that like i've been to a lot of there's some suicides i probably don't even remember you know when i when my mom passed away you know last last year i mean or in 2017 now when she passed away and i went to edmonton to to see my family yeah, I, I hung out with a friend of mine, Chris, and and uh, he was a, he's a paramedic, and we worked together quite often, and went to some fucked up things together. And there's some things that I didn't remember. There's things that I forgot, calls that I forgot that that he brought up and that we talked about. You know, so there's things that I that aren't there, and I don't know why these things are here. And I think that's that's part in part where my anger comes from. Because I'm like, why you? Like, why why you? Why do I have to see you again? I saw you once. That's enough. You know, I, I saw you once, and I'm sorry that I saw you the way I did, but that's enough now. Enough. Just go. Leave me be. Leave me be. There was nothing I could do for you. If there was, I would have done it, you know? And and that's how it feels to me. It's like they, they feel antagonistic sometimes. And it's, uh, jeez. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, anyway. I'm going to try and... Uh, I know I can't talk on this thing forever. Oh, I could probably. You know. But I'm not. I, I got to try and get some sleep, you know. At least I got to try and relax first. There's no way I'm going to sleep right now. Probably see the sun come up before I end up falling asleep. Oh, man. Anyway, guys, that's, that's my medic's mind this morning. That's what happened last night, and I, I am left with nothing more than fear and the flu. That's it. All right. I wish you guys all the best. You know, like I said before, if you're, if you're out there working, if you're in uniform or scrubs or whatever the case may be, be safe out there. I love what you guys do, and I love everything that you guys stand for. And I thank you wholeheartedly for what you do, the sacrifices that you make. And if you're suffering in any sort of way, I wish you peace. Know that I'm thinking about you. I am. Even if I don't know you, know that I am. Anyway, be well, be safe. 
keep talking to each other.